and welcome to Commagers. I'm Brian Costello. I'm Jim DeSanto. And I'm Katie Winklevoss. That translates to snail voice. That's true. Uh, And we're joined by a very special guest this evening, host of the pop-addled podcast, sultry-voiced bartender extraordinaire, and just general great guy, Timmy Parker. Hello, everybody. Yeah. Yeah, it's me. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I'm really uh, psyched to be here. Was uh, especially excited to talk about this movie. I I actually, for the first time, watched this in quarantine. I had never seen it. And then you guys asked to for me to do it, you know, off for podcasts, I was like, oh, yeah, perfect, because it's actually already fresh in my mind and I wouldn't mind rewatching it. All right. And so today we are talking about what happens when a supervillain creates something that could destroy the world Ooh. with the social network. But mm. first, let's talk about what we are drinking this episode or a.k.a. the only segment that Chris Monero listens to. Yeah. Let's Hi. share some drinking. Hi, let's share I some am drinking, drinking choices. Uh, an old fashioned that I made a Ooh. double. It was a giant old fashioned and it's halfway gone. Already. Oh, well, that's so, good information. Let's yeah. wrap that this up. Well, for this um, episode, <laughs> Katie was doing nighttime with the kiddos. So Jim made me something delicious. What am I drinking, Jim? It's basically the I mean, I had to adapt the recipe because we're out of certain type of bitters but it's, okay. it's a, what we call the belvedere named after our street mm. yes. I, I always like it's basically whiskey honey lemon and ice all right could no. we market a canned belvedere Ooh. and sell it people do like getting their beverages in a can these days people love beverages in a can now no. yeah could i don't know do it? No, wine no. in a can maybe nope. we could do it as an appetites on main special like mm. we could teach tim how by to make the it. way it's yeah. it builds up, you know, gets notoriety in the greater Westchester area. Next thing you know, we're canning it. I so I think without the bitters, I'm going to call this one the Phoenix. The Phoenix. Oh, okay. Oh. okay. Lovely. Um, Tim, what do you have in store Locked for in. us? Uh, little Tito's Club lime that's it i feel like every time i'm on this podcast i dial up like the whitest part of my body yeah. <laughs> to bring a cocktail on uh, you did not as, have apple, as, you didn't have an apple teeny as ron swanson would say clear liquor is for rich women on a diet <laughs> that's interesting um timmy i have a question as someone who occasionally makes drinks for a living do you go all out when you make your drinks at home or do you like do you like are is there a lot of like shaking, like the professional, like shaky, like shaky, 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 breaking, break, breaky, the icy, breaky, 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 shaky, shaky. Do you shaky. say shaky, shaky yeah. as you we, shake? We drinks. watched our, uh, our mixologist into your course. ear often. She does it. She does it in her ear. She's listening for the ice to break down. That's what she does. Can I, I, I get you to stop that? You're trying to mimic like the the bartenders you see on, on John Ta- on Bar Rescue. Yes, yes on Bar like Rescue. And we haven't watched Bar Rescue, but our our little mixologist teacher that's that's how she do. That's what yeah. she does. We watched we'll the master class on, on 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 oh. cocktails, and it was mm-hmm. pretty cool. Mm-hmm. To answer your question, no, I mean I did a little uh, fun during quarantine, but mm-hmm. normally when I get home from a shift, I'm also a beer drinker. So I just crack mm-hmm. a beer. That's pretty mm-hmm. much it. Uh, because I was on the podcast tonight, I was like, well, I got to get a proper beverage, especially oh, because I feel like the last yeah. like few times I've been drinking those spike seltzers. So that is true. I love a spike you, seltzer. Love those spike seltzers. I really you do. You never delicious. need to class it up for us. You know, we are not high class. So I love it. Feel free As to bring your apple tea. A bartender. Mm-hmm. 
question. Mm-hmm. Would you be willing to be on the show and discuss the amazing Tom Cruise film Cocktail? Ooh. And tell us how accurate it is from a bartending perspective. I Absolutely. That. I love that idea. <laughs> All right. That. I am drinking a brand new Shoveltown Brewery um, release, Can Be Dextrous. It's a mm. beer that can be consumed with, by holding it in your right hand or left hand. Hence, <laughs> can be dextrous. It's clever. It, yeah. it is a New England style pale ale, mm-hmm. and it is refreshing and delicious. Right. Lovely. Do you have a long sleeve jersey on today? I do. I didn't know they Ted made those. Lasso would like that. Yes. He likes the long, long sleeve. Sleeves. Long right. sleeve. Uh, all right. Fact check time. Um, I am so leary of <laughs> we're gonna do this. it we're gonna do it i'm gonna pull right. it over I, i'm okay. gonna pull it over so, in front of your face. So, so katie was able to let me get just yep. intro it and katie it. you take it from there katie was so intrigued by the zip line scenario mm-hmm. in air force one mm-hmm. go uh, that I re- I reached out to one of our commenters who just happens to be a physicist mm-hmm. uh, to find out you know what what's the answer to this question, which you'll hear me summarize well, with a lot of dog barking in this clip that yeah. we're going to share. I'm going to pull briefly. it over in front of in front of. Uh, yeah. All right, here we go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here here is the follow up question. So plane A. <laughs> Yes. The Sorry, that's enough of that. Okay. So We're done plane, with that. plane A <laughs> is in front of plane B, but plane B is at a higher the, altitude. Let me talk zip about line this. between the two. Could somebody come down from plane B to plane A with the air resistance that would be yeah. involved? That's the question. I, I summarized it well. Yeah, okay. in the movie. We don't need all the details. Well, you, you, saying plane A and plane B is very confusing. All right. They're, they are unloading so Air Force One ha- of the Air final hostage. and the other plane. Air Force One is higher and behind a plane. Yes. By about 40 yards, 50 yards. And they are ziplining from the higher plane that is behind the other plane to the lower plane. Uh-huh. Um, and Jace, our physicist, went ahead... And I'll just give you a snippet of, of the way his brain works. Yep. Into the cargo bay of plane A, or would the air resistance of those two planes in flight drag them back at the line? I love it. Great question. This is a great question. I might assign this to my students. So listen, here we go. We got to consider the forces on this body. Um, this is that dude from the movie. I don't know who it is, but this is just a blob now for our purposes. So um, the only... So- We'll share the whole video so that yeah. everybody yep. can get it. It's fascinating. I want now just the fast whole forward video to the end, I though. Katie's video. Yeah. I want yep. both we'll put them both up because you're going to hear Scout telling me that there was a mouse in our house. So okay. in the middle of my video, Scout's like, there's a mouse! There's a and mouse! And here, here's the end of Jace's video. Let's hear what he says. Successful plane B has to be at a 80 degree severe angle above plane A, um, which I don't think they were in the movie. So maybe that helps. As a footnote, the cliffhanger scene with the stuntman who actually did this for real, he mm-hmm. was doing the opposite. So he was ziplining from plane A to plane B, mm-hmm. and plane A yes. was uh, ahead of plane B and, and higher in the sky. So not only was gravity pushing him down the zipline, but the drag force was helping him. Yeah. Um, all which I heard is, there was cliffhanger, listen, which the, I love. The amazing <laughs> thing after all of that is that Jace, Jace got the numbers out, and if you when we post the video, you'll see he... 
He like went into it. Brilliant like, mind style. It's a lot yeah. of information. All you friends who are taking AP physics, this the, you're gonna geek out on this. It's oh, fabulous. That, like you will geek out on it, but I will tell you, video that could be something huge. Huh? I think common sense show, will just that, tell you after all of that with all the numbers, all the fancy, all the degrees. Common sense would tell you that won't fucking work. He actually includes that into his scientific explanation. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he does. The, the, the common sense piece. would have gone down after the fifth Uzi battle that yeah. took place. But wait, in the he plane. speaks to that it too. It wouldn't have even got to the He now. said you would have noticed decompression uh, because the, those guns are powerful enough to pierce the aluminum hull. Yes. Now, okay. but he did not speak to knowing what Air Force One is made out of. Okay. So there's I, that as well have an ethical question here yeah go ahead brian no, I, I don't he, like you with ethics could but we'll he try force his <laughs> students to like share subscribe and review our podcast for extra credit no uh okay. next okay uh let's move on uh game of the week last week we discussed some other films from that year yeah and i just have a correction yeah uh I said that my best friend's wedding, I would watch before Air Force One and all the other. I then watched my best friend's wedding. It's a terrible movie. And it is fucking terrifying. It is a terrifying film about a sociopathic individual. Julia Roberts' character should go in the pantheon of most disturbing characters in film. It was more disturbing than Midsummer. What about the Paul Reiser in Alien? Ooh, I, I, he's he's the it's highest. Close. His character is it always is highest, biggest scumbag in any movie yes. ever. <laughs> Let me tell you something. He, he doesn't look like a scumbag, though. So That's no, why he it's doesn't. like perfect. In that but movie, he does, yeah. though. He but does in the movie. Roberts, right? So we look at mm. my... I watched that movie... And I was shook to my core. That, <laughs> Brian was shook to his core. That America beloved. This was a beloved comedy in our country. It's and something about Julia Roberts that makes we need terrible movies. To reflect on what the '90s really were. Yeah. If that was deemed to be a movie that Americans well, love, Pretty Woman's the same way. Yeah, it was. She, it, I, she's, I, I, she's, the <laughs> she's the key. Like, she is why that movie works yeah, at all. Let me tell you something. Pretty Woman, I would watch ev 10 out of 10 times over yes. watching my best friend's wedding. I don't think I can watch it. You I, do I not watch it. Uh, I just and then finally, hold on to the nostalgia. so we can get into the movie. Yeah. Uh, last week, I said I would fact check the delicious beer that I drank. Uh, this is, in fact, a true uh, Trappist brewery. Oh, that makes me so happy. All right. This is, in fact, the Monks. first and only Trappist brewery in America. The Monks. So I highly, yes, I highly recommend. I love it. It was a delicious beer and they have a website and everything and you can track not, it down. Not just a bunch of dudes into techno rap. No. Okay. These are the Trappist. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, down time. Yeah, tra I, I, I don't even know where we are. Just, just do rundown. Do we have the rundown? We do. <laughs> Apparently, you guys had a lot to follow up on with Air Force we did, One. We did. There was a lot of questions raised. True. You should rewatch it, Tim. Yeah. It's excellent. It's not. <laughs> it is better than Pretty Woman and uh, My Best Friend's Wedding, though. All right, here we go. Okay. All right. What do we got? The rundown. 
A very smart but socially stunted Mark Zuckerberg invents Facebook while an undergrad at Harvard. He envisions it as a way for the Harvard world to connect. Lawsuits ensue. No? Uh, it explodes overnight. First, fr- I'm sorry, I, I messed that up. It explodes overnight, and then lawsuits ensue. First, from the Her- Herculean-sized Adonises he stole the idea from. Second, from his best and only friend, Art Eduardo, who gave him the algorithm and the bank account to get started. In the end, no, everyone ends up rich, but no one ends up happy. Aaron Sorkin is one of those people. The the <laughs> algorithm was for face smash, to something oh, totally true. different. That was for yes. face smash. He did give him the money. Yeah. Okay. I did love Fair. the uh, um, beautiful minds moment. And I'm just going to fact check that. really quick. Yeah. He um, didn't go to Harvard? He did not envision it as a way for Harvard students to connect with one another. No. It was... No, he never really says that. He no. just envisioned it as a way to get people on a website um, all at the same time. Mm, yeah, he, you're right. There was no altruistic. There was no, 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 no positive. No. He was just looking for any ways so like to make money. You'll notice that like a lot of the things he brings up in the first quarter of this movie are all around: will this be used, and yes. why will it be used? Yes, true. All right. It's, so, it's, can I just say as a as a structure for this? Yeah, that a lot of the actual stuff that happened in it is disputed by some of the people in it. Oh, you think so? <laughs> yeah. And by the way, I, I should so, add that I, this, I think the characterizations of people may be very true, but I mean, so w- when I think we're talking about, we're going to be talking about in the scope of the movie, when we're talking about the movie, and then we could feel free to discuss how we yeah. feel about these Let's people in say, terms of their impact of, right. on society. We're talking about the characters in the film. Yes. yes. And so like, I will, I, you know, this gets the Sorkin treatment. Humans don't exist like this, right? So like what he does on the screen here, as far as writing, because Sorkin wrote this, right? Yes. He, he won the Oscar. He won it. the Oscar for the screenplay. People, these people don't exist. Mm-hmm. None of these people are what they are in this movie. It's just to support what Aaron Sorkin wants to say about this movie. But so, yes, I 100% agree with you. And I was thinking about how we've commented on movies like Just Mercy for, you know, criticizing yep. what they do with character and, and discussing. Is it because it's too close yep. and, and and maybe the screenwriters and directors care too much about like insulting folks who are still living aaron sorkin doesn't give a flying f who hates him and maybe that's one of his gifts yeah right because he just writes a story that's why he can ruin to kill a mocking there you go because he doesn't care Exactly. What is the saying? Cocaine is a, an amazing drug. There you go. Cocaine's right. And so, the, so <laughs> I mean, hell of a drug. Hell this is one of those drug. stories that you know got me googling things because I was like, yes. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't know these people. I, this is a whole world I Never don't know about. A lot of this is do- get in the way of a good story. No, right? but a lot of this stuff is documented. Yes. Like the specific right, details right. of the story are documented. But personality. But you what can't. makes this? What makes this story? This movie interesting is all those little personality quirks yes. that come through in the moments that are not documented. Mm-hmm. And so like, yes, the lawsuits exist. Yes. Yes. We know certain things definitely did happen and certain things um, transpired, but how they transpired is more important to the movie 
than that they transpire. Yes. Agreed. Because in this movie, he's trying to tell a theme of like what drives a person to create Facebook and and bring it to the level that it reached. Right? Like and you could you could probably write a very similar movie about Jeff Bezos. You mm-hmm. know? Oh, true. I'm I, surprised they haven't actually. Or even Sean Parker, the guy who's Sean Parker in I, this movie. I don't know? know that there's any company that has risen to that level, like take jobs, right? Another an am- amazing film. But I don't know that there's a company that has risen to the level of any of the companies that we just talked about behind one person that does not have this level of like intrigue about it because yep. of what happens when people get left in the wake of a billion dollar idea. Yeah. Yeah. When people realize how much money is at stake, yeah. they become horrible humans. Right. Right. Well, yeah. So for Tim, my question is this, because this is fascinating. So your first interaction with this film was recently. Yes. So we know Facebook, we know like like mine was when the movie came out. So obviously Facebook was still big in 2010, but mm-hmm. it was nothing in people's like like it was now. So I remember seeing it in the theater, love David Fincher, thought it was really interesting and cool, but it was it was more of a movie to me because again way, facebook that, hadn't influenced us in this level that took well, me aback when on this rewatch seeing that it was directed by fincher because i always thought it was like a sorkin movie but no it was just written by sorkin yes, yes. fincher directing this is a very sh- not i want to call it strange just interesting choice well, yeah i was well because I, I i don't know if we'll get back to fincher directing i, I want to bring it up now oh, i want to talk about that a lot actually because okay I think then it's let, really let, let's him continue then let yeah go him continue well so Yes, uh, I think if I would have seen this in 2010 or 11, whenever it came out, I would have been like, this is an amazing movie. This is like this should win all of the awards. But now, like, like this is like the biopic, like algorithm, for lack of a better word, on a movie about the social network. It's like, you know, um, the darkest hour. It's like, well, it's fine. Yeah. Is it factually correct? I don't really know. I should probably read a book to get the real story. Um same with like what happened with Bohemian Rhapsody versus what I think is the tenfold better movie is the one about Elton John. What what, what the hell is the name of that? Rocket Man. Rocket Man. You know, like that. Like I don't. I don't need a movie to like. It's it's borderlining on documentary. Like just give me a fucking documentary. You know, whereas like this isn't like dr- uh, dramatic enough or like fantastical enough like Rocket Man was to be like entertaining. But this just falls in this middle ground like Bohemian Rhapsody did. And it's also not necessarily true to the character. It's like the story being told, I think, is best summed up in that scene in the very beginning when he's in that bar with his at the time girlfriend. And she flat out leaves saying that, like, you're just obsessed with everybody thinking you're a nerd when you're actually a fucking asshole. (laughs) And then at the very end, when Rashida Jones is like, you're just trying to convince people that you're not an asshole or or whatever she says. You're convincing people that you are an asshole. There it is. And And that's like the story being told, I think by Sorkin, which is fine. And I appreciate that, but I agree with Jim that like the, the like characterization of 
I, I keep wanting to just call him Eisenberg Zuckerberg in this is like, I don't know if it's necessarily true. Like I'm sure he was a douchebag and cutthroat and very, you know, uh, shrewd to get to where he was. But I don't, I don't know if we needed to really paint him as just like the villain. Like he was really awful. In this See, movie. I, I don't, I don't necessarily think he was very awful in this movie. And I don't know whether that's me just, I don't know. I, I appreciate that story, the story that Sorkin's trying to tell, because I think there are so many people even outside of the tech industry that struggle with that exact problem that he's trying to sort of like shine a light on, which is like, you know, he he basically changes his behavior. Well, it's not his behavior, but his belief in what is driving his behavior, right? Yes. Sort of goes from being, I'm a nerd, so I'm never going to be successful in mm. in getting girls and doing and being the popular person. And when she, when Mara Rooney says that, or Rooney Mara says that to him, um, it flips to, oh, I'm an asshole, and I'm always going to be an asshole, and that sort of gives me free license to be an asshole and just blame it on that's this is who I am. That is such a story of like the postgraduate, like twenties <laughs> life. I think mm. that I think this movie's pretty important. Can I speak to that? Yeah, because I think you're right. I mean, we meet him when he's still an undergrad, and so you know when you think about that period of development, right? Yeah, he's certainly not fully formed as an adult, right? So you're really you're watching a teenager. Never in this movie either. He, he yeah, he, you're watching a, a teenager. He, is he now still when you sure, watch somebody right? Senate and hearings. well, and then there's that piece of you know folks that are like that good at something. That oftentimes there's other parts of their personality, other parts of their brain that, you know, it's it's not odd for somebody to, to be sort of socially stunted. And so when I look at his character in this film, I see somebody who lacks social skills, is very insecure, is looking for anything that he can find as some feeling of power and control um, in a world that mostly feels off limits for him. And so the like hacking programming in like that's his gateway. And then mm -hmm. you take somebody like Sean Parker who gives him the bravado of like, mm. and now you can barrel into but I, boardrooms in your pajamas and tell people to F off. And he embraces it. Like, well, oh, not, I, not, not, I can do that too. <laughs> right. But I think Sorkin does a good job of balancing all the different aspects here. Like, because in the beginning of the movie, he's playing him against the Winklevosses and the traditional Harvard man, right? Mm -hmm. And you quickly learn that that's all bullshit as well, yeah. right? And then you learn that Paul Sean Parker's all bullshit. Mm -hmm. And so, like, every step along the way, the the kind of idea that he's he's the the bad guy of this movie is not really true. Like, he's the He's the the nemesis to these other people, but they're not good people. And yeah. they're not they're not morally on higher ground than him. They just they're just playing within a rule set that they've been taught. And he's saying, like, you're willing to do all this and that, and I'm just doing what I want. Like, I, I don't understand why there's a difference. So also 
Uh, to to go back to Brian's question, like it, it it was difficult for me watching this now because yeah. after the 2016 election, I deleted my Facebook. I was only on Facebook for my podcast. I was not interacting with anybody. But then once I found out all that shit, I was like, I'm done. I'm mm-hmm. good on Facebook. So I already was predisposed to hate Facebook. And then I watched this movie in quarantine. So it was like, it's tough to give this uh, an unbiased eye. So I'm already going into it kind yeah. of hating Mark Zuckerberg, um, especially as he like goes through court hearings or Senate hearings or whatever, you know, to like explain what the fuck his company is, which he like it, it, it's still like nebulous as to like what exactly it is. Um, so, yeah, it, it was just it it was it was difficult to like give this a fair shake, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I think as a like as a history teacher, I use facebook now and zuckerberg and i use bezos and i use steve jobs when we do carnegie and rockefeller and vanderbilt and morgan because the stories are similar in terms of this idea of in some respect they are in terms of and actually i would argue actually though somebody like zuckerberg might have it harder because of the antitrust laws and things but again this idea of and I think we've talked about this before, like, you know, when we did hell or high water, but in a sense, it's just like, he's doing what he needs to do. And I think Jim's right. Like this moral equation, like, is he the villain here? I think the only place you might look and say, there's a, an aspect where he could have made a better choice. Where is his relationship with Eduardo? 100 percent yep and and that's like you what but what's it's and i think that's a sense of just enough good editing enough of fincher taking the strengths of eric aaron sorkin because like the winklevosses this could have in lesser hands i think turned into like oh no no we love this is a we love zuckerberg thing he's he's taking down the man who are the the rich winklevosses who are doing this and sean parker and all this stuff he's different but I think it's Jim's right. I, I think he's just he is the reality of the situation to build something like this. The unfortunate reality at points is, you know, that nobody is perfect, yeah. that you make those choices. He's no worse. In fact, to me, the, if I had to say a real villain in this, I wouldn't even say it's the Winklevosses. I think Sean Parker is. Mm is like the devil on his shoulder See, in some in some ways at points in mo- and in the movie in the movie yes. I, i'm not I, saying him as a I'm, person but i'm yeah, saying like he is, he well, is selling something that's not real like my point is this mark zuckerberg did not need sean parker i i think you're wrong i i think he did need him or he wouldn't have been there like okay. like things that when when stuff starts to like scale like that like Sean Parker, whatever he did in and just taking the movie at, at at value, he gave he gave Zuckerberg that meeting. Not not just the meeting, but like he ga- he gave him the confidence to to continue down the path, mm. right? Of like holding holding the line of like because the one thing that is that in this movie that is one hundred percent true and. And it's sort of not it's not glossed over because it comes up a lot. But I think everyone forgets it because it it is the the reason he makes all these shitty choices. 
is the whole analogy of like you want to end the party at eleven, yeah, right? And then bring in. Could you imagine in two thousand one or not two thousand one in in whenever this was what two thousand yeah. 2004 ish, I think. 4 ish. Yeah. Even imagine in 2009, 2010, pop up ads on Facebook for your local diners and whatever yeah. it may be. It ruins the experience. Like that line that he held was why the platform became what it was hmm. and gave them time to come up with the way to expose marketing in a way that is sort of not obtrusive Good for society right right whatever whatever it may be that that question still needs to be answered right but it made it did i think my opinion is that if he was as you know in the movie he seems instrumental in that decision sean parker does so so i, I, think I would to, agree that's to, clar- to clarify what jim's saying is like ed water was in New York doing his internship, but he was on the side, like trying to work out some like advertisements for those like banner ads on the right. side of your website right. for, you know, a bullshit small website. Whereas Sean Parker was saying, no, 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 don't settle for those banner ads. Keep expanding and this will not even need banner ads. You know, it's, you know, it's, is a million, million dollars isn't even cool. You know, it's cool. A billion dollars. <laughs> That's not a joke. Like that, that yeah. happens. Like, mm-hmm. and so like when you start to think about that, I don't think his, you know, the, if we just take the movie and we don't take, we don't go outside of what happens in the movie, Sean Parker's instrumental in that. That's it's fair. also a, a moral dilemma of like, well, by then siding with Sean Parker, this like kind of morally decrepit person. Mm-hmm. Yes, you will have this blow up and make more money. But they were probably already on the path to make some money with Eduardo's plan. And also, if you go with Sean Parker, you're going to inevitably burn that bridge with Eduardo. You're going to lose your friendship. The only guy who he says over and over again that I was your only fucking friend. Like, yeah. So are you willing to just live with that the rest of your life? Fine. And it's not presented in, in the movie as a necessary choice. Right. It's not. Mm-hmm. He could have handled it, that way it, better. It feels like there was a path between these right. two and, extremes. But unfor- and another thing that I think Sorkin does with the script, and Fincher didn't really change anything here, I, and I, I, I don't know because I haven't read the script, but at the very end, you just get the the text of like who who was settled and and... That there's undisclosed amounts, right? For some. So who knows? I don't. I didn't research. Who but knows the, how much she actually imp- got? Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah. But the biggest important part of that is that it happened, right? Not mm. how. So like, he eventually just did what he should have done originally, right? Mm-hmm. They should have gone to Ed- Eduardo and said, "Listen, we don't need you bouncing around New York trying to do what you're doing." If you want to do that, you you know we're we're gonna buy we'll you buy out. you out. Yeah. Otherwise, come in and do something for the company, or we'll buy you out instead of you know the behind yeah, the scenes backstab. They did. Yeah. Right. I found that to be one of the most interesting scenes on rewatch was yeah. when. So I this is also very reminiscent of Molly's game, where you're seeing like 
the present time. And then they have these flashbacks Flashbacks. as to like catch you up onto the details of what happened to get to this point. And Eduardo's in that room with like, I guess the Facebook lawyers. And then we cut back to present time where his lawyer is across the table from Zuckerberg. And she's saying, did you know you were signing your death certificate? And like, they don't, they don't elaborate on what that was. Cause initially he was supposed to be like 30 something percent of the company and whatever he signed said that, I guess he wasn't anymore. I can explain that. Well, they, he, every, all his stuff was liquidated yeah, down, right? Yeah, so so like, any stock sale lost he, his percentage. Right. So what they did was they started to sell additional shares of stock. So like if there's a, you know, they had a hundred shares. And so if we break down the percentages, Zuckerberg owned 70%. And Eduardo owned 30 or whatever. There was like 10 in there for that other guy, Devin or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they brought in Sean Parker and he got six and Devin got six and um, Zuckerberg owned 51. And then that the new angel investor owned whatever. And Eduardo went up to 35. Right. And so like they basically did set a trap. They're like, you're going to own more shares. But what he signed basically said that whenever they, whenever they issue new stock and they make, 200 shares instead of 100, which now means that your 30 shares are less worth less, right? Instead of taking from every owner's piece of that to provide the new stock, they were only taking from Eduardo's. So like everyone else retained the same amount percentage-wise ownership of the company while his went down. So, all right. So like this is back to like the biopic thing where if you're going to live in this like this is a factual chronological events of how Facebook came to be. And that, did you get that from the movie or do you just know how like, I just know work? how that, I just know how company ownership. Yeah. That's stuff how works. that would work. Yeah. Okay. Well, I that, mean, that's a grade a, I mean, this is, that's a shitty thing else, to do. Uh, However, shitty. remember this is a fucking kid mm-hmm. who for the well, first played, time like in his in life, respect feels like he is on the right side of like doing something and the way that Eduardo responds to that acknowledges just that right and again we don't know what was actually said in that moment yeah you know this conversation does happen in front of a room full of people and so you wonder like you know uh, were there were there reports of of how this went down right I think they're very much but Eduardo comes right back to their origin of you know, was it was it because was it you who put the article Chicken in the story. paper? Right. Yeah. Um, is it because I got into the fiend? Like he's dialed into the way that Zuckerberg's brain works and his psyche works that like it could be just that little slight. It's so funny. I'm just reading mm-hmm. Cask of Montiato with my students. Mm-hmm. And that whole story by Edgar Allan Poe is basically like two best friends where one of them is harboring such a grudge that has, you know, developed and festered over years and years that was never communicated. So it's completely unknown to the other person. And then the one ends up murdering the other in this horrific way. But it's presented to us as like, you know, only known to one of them. <laughs> this, this sounds like me and Keenan. I mean, this there is you absolutely go. what's going to happen. Yeah, when, when, you know, the, when the, the weird thing is that Adel he's going to fucking sold. kill you, dude. Yeah, when Pop that's, Adel the, that's sold, the make twist. Make sure you have the. I, I thought. Jimmy, do you need any HD DVDs in the wall? <laughs> it has the lifetime uh, sticker on it. Um, 
I thought that to me, this is really because we've done uh, recently Aaron Sork and we did a few good men mm-hmm. uh, over the summer, uh, which we enjoyed. We we all we we, we loved it. We, we other than the soundtrack, mm-hmm. the Great soundtrack episode. from this movie. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Won the Oscar, by Trent the way. Oh, such a good amazing. Um, by the way, I, starting and ending on two amazing songs. Yes. Starting with Ball and a Biscuit by uh, the White Stripes immediately places you in a place in time, I think, at mm-hmm. least for me. And then ending with baby or rich man, which is just a great song. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I, Beatles, right? Yeah. 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 So good. I thought that Fincher, who I like and can be eclectic in his film choices and stuff like that is in some ways, I think a great pair with Sorkin Agreed. because the editing of this movie won an Oscar, but the way he, this was kind of I, I was at points thinking about what I liked about Humphrey Red October versus Air Force One, which is there's so much constant motion, long shot. There's so much going on in a Fincher shot that allows Sorkin to be at peak Sorkin with this like unhuman dialogue and monologues and all this stuff. But you're not as aware of it because so much is happening in the way he cuts it, in the way he shoots it. Interesting. And I love that. See, I okay. I, I was I think that that opening scene is one of the best opening scenes yeah. to a movie ever. I, I turned to Katie right when it was done. I said, that's as good as like, you know, Honey Bunny in Pulp Fiction. Yeah. That opening like scene of them, two, the two of them, two characters just talking for like five minutes straight. 99 mm. takes. By the so way. like Fincher's like the crazy yeah, yeah. like guy. So he wants like a thousand takes. I will of say that Fincher's palette and lighting are dated in this. Well, I think it's dep- uh, yeah, maybe. I think it depends on the film. I, I do think I wonder sometimes with the choices for that, because I don't disagree with you on that. Yeah, so so much of this takes place at night or in and dark dark spaces, spaces. it's a dark which makes valley. sense for college because when i think about college most i don't wasn't you up a lot of time yeah. but a lot like of, a lot of dark but it does have that like seven alien mm, alien yes. three kind of like there's so much shadow in this movie i was just um, gonna bring that up i mean coming from the guy that made those two movies it's like yeah this is yeah. color wise kind of in line with those two movies right and it has that very like yeah, of but, the time. Uh, okay, so Does that's that interesting because I feel like that's tone, also thematic. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Does that speak of the tone he he's trying to tell here? I think so. But that's Fincher. So like, yeah, I don't know. Fair. So well, like, no. But I think that there are scenes that don't feel that way. I think you go into you know the office scenes. It, I I don't think they feel dark. Mm-hmm. I think there's a con- there's a contrast in this movie, and not that that's a not but that that's cold. supposed to be a framing. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. I do Agreed. think they're cold, but I do like I do wonder if that's why he made that palette choice. Yeah, I'm sure because there is a there is a coldness to this film. Yeah, and it, 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 I'm not sure if that's his reflection on who Zuckerberg is, but there is there is a detachment from human emotion. Mm. In many ways, the Winklevosses are robotic. But except when right. you go to that regatta, that was beautiful. Yes. But they are robotic. Oh, but yeah, that yeah, was yeah. also very cold. Yes, but, but it was are, a very but, cool palette. Like they're yes, but yeah. they are robotic. That's right? sunshine at a at a at a crew race where people should be 
like cheering and ha- that's basically like the Kentucky Derby of England. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And like it is it's a sunny day, but all I get is like that there's a machine going. The the soundtrack, the the them uh, yeah. rowing, everything. I, feel, I think that's cool. But Jim, I think a machine's perfect. Like I feel like and they so lost, much of way. this is that they are all parts of a machine, right? Like Zuckerberg thinks he Agreed. should be part of this machine and he can expand. No, and there's, there's only small pockets. Maybe he wants to break out that nobody can break out from this. There's so like, there's people who think they have emotion or think they have ideals and stuff like that. But everybody is like, you know, even Eduardo, our, Eduardo wants to be this billionaire capitalist that can finance something. Right. But, is he really? No. Does he have the ingenuity to go do that? Sean Parker is a fraud, maybe not in real life, but in this movie, like, right, people are doing cocaine, he gets arrested, he's like, oh, this is my EpiPen and my inhaler and blah, blah. You know, it's like all these, are any of these people real? You know, no, and I think real here? I, and I think on, a, on more viewings of this movie, that sort of is what bubbles up, is that I think Zuckerberg is the only one in this movie that realizes they're all in the same fucking game and they're not willing like he's he's basically like you're not you're not you're not playing the game right so like you're out or like you know what i mean like i feel like that's how his character is thinking is that like this is all part of like a competition to something that i will get to and well that feels it, like it's all the program Right. That's right. all. That's all just code. And there's and that's it. Well, there's no yes. human connection. Perfect. Right. And so then when right. we see him at the end looking up the ex-girlfriend on oh, Facebook, that right? is so, so that's that's it. That's his moment waiting to see if right? she's going to accept the friend request. But and keep yeah. Refreshing. I, say, I like, first of all, that character is a fictitious person. Yeah completely made up. That was the one thing there was, there's not a lot that bothers me about this movie. I, I, from a, just a filmmaking perspective, I'm really impressed by it. I did like, I thought it was a little heavy handed in that last sequence uh, when they're like, Oh, you know, Mark, you're, you're are a good person. You know, you are. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was, yeah, I just was like, okay. Like, yeah, I don't know, but I, thought I think that, that, that was point, important. It was important. I thought that point of like, but is and he? I, I, I maybe if I saw it in two when I saw it in 2010, I was like, okay, maybe this guy is turning the page. This experience. No, 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 is no, no, no. You're no, you're only focusing on the first half of that right. sentence. She says you're trying to be an asshole. I know, I know. Mm-hmm. But, but the, I, and the, I don't. I I see that right. Like where there's moments with him and the people that can see through his mm, facade, yeah, right? Yeah. Who like have his number. That's why Eduardo is so upset. Mm-hmm. Right. That's why he feels so betrayed is because he knows that this isn't his Who friend. He is. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why, you know, towards the end is when he flashes the Facebook business card that says I'm the CEO, bitch. It's like yeah. it's it's Sean Parker coming out. Yes, that he's, he's mimicking. Right. He's Sean totally Parker. Absolutely. Right. That's right. who he's supposed to be. I thought. As I watch this, I always find it really intriguing with like people like just the real Mark Zuckerberg, right? Mm-hmm. That there is, if you look at them, like Jobs, you brought up the movie Jobs, but the which is the, also incredible movie, incredible movie. But the 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 book, if you if you ever want to read an amazing book, read Jobs, um, his bio, 
by Walter Isaacson, which is just to get an insight into these people. There is a disconnect, you know, for better or worse. They are visionary in terms of how they understand people like clearly Mark Zuckerberg, better, worse or whatever. He understands people. He understood the motivations of those around him. It's different. It it might be difficult for him to interact with people. And I think that's true in some level. Jobs was similar. He, they understand what people want, which is amazing. Like they're visionary in that, but they don't seem to be able to have that basic human connection in some respect, which I always find fascinating about these people who are these amazing game changing people in society that like Steve jobs was no offense, but a pretty horrible human being. If you read Walter Isaacson's (laughs) book, but he understood human nature Mm. such a let like Zuckerberg has created for better or worse, something that, people are drawn to you know human, and, and that's fascinating human to me that nature he understands it human nature on like a grand scale is you know it, they they can understand that but when it gets down to a, to like having a single conversation with a single person when that person doesn't meet those same expectations that the group mentality does it becomes very difficult for them to navigate right and I think they're kind of showing that in this movie. I also think I kind of cracked the code on how Sorkin writes the dialogue, which is like, I'm going to ask you a tough, like, personal question, and then you're going to just talk about something that has nothing to do with that for like two minutes. <laughs> you're going to rant for and a really long time. I'm going to start reacting to those two minutes to you. And then at the end of the scene, you're going to say, Why did you ask me if I was gay? As, which bring it right back to the first question but next scene babe this could be our end i know <laughs> i was gonna say like this is one of those movies that for me is an uh I insider's say, perspective to a world that is completely unknown so like well it is can we can we no i will say like this d- world as, though as is, someone, this, is, is this out. real yes 100 percent. is this real and I, I, I don't know is that a real as, world as like someone that's who's on? worked in in like tech programming world for however many 15 years i'm on the outskirts of like people that have made that money not even close right but just you know the thought but i was part i was part of a technology company that went from making a million you know when i started hadn't even made a million dollars a year to you know I don't even know how much 50 50 million a year uh, something a lot a lot when when I left the shit that happens in in that rise Mm -hmm. and that was a 10 year rise in this movie we're talking about like what three years maybe and being led by teenagers right and being run by 20 somethings yeah could you imagine if we started this company in college what the hell would have happened you can't (laughs) we wouldn't have but i mean we also would have ran it into the ground immediately yeah you can't combine a lot of miller light you can't imagine and so like when you think about people like steve jobs and and you think i would also like to think about the other people that we don't we don't even know their names who have had these ideas and haven't been able to hold that line. 
Think, think about the beginning of Silicon Valley, where right. they show that graphic of like things that rise and things. That oh, right, fall. right. The great show. He's talking about the movie or the show. Show, yeah. so, yeah. fantastic okay. show. And like, I mean, the, so Zuckerberg is just one of the many in a yeah. long line of these people that have been part of this rise and fall, and some rise to fucking just astronomical, you know status yeah so like I, I i know we've been shitting on zuckerberg for pretty much this whole episode but like he's just one of many well and and he is and you know what the line between visionary and grade a asshole mm -hmm. is success like you if you are successful to this like visionary level where you create something like this, the leeway that society is willing to give you is huge because well, you're successful, you know? Mm, and I, I think I'm that's interesting. I don't know if I agree with that. I was going to say like, uh, for me, I look more what, what have these people done in the time since well, that, they've been and, and that's 19 good, years old. That's a good conversation to have now because so now they, they have so much money, right? Like when you start comparing their, their net worth, you know, like Eduardo is worth $13 billion and then Mark is worth a hundred billion dollars. Like the, at that point, it's like, that's the same. Well, well I mean like a hundred billion dollars. Right? Like, well, I always say, right. Once you get a B, at yeah, the end of whatever how much money exactly you have, it's a bill billions it right so this is all this is smurf or, money yeah. now um yeah. and so then look at, and even like the winkle vases not as many billions um but you know what have they done what have they done with their wealth right and, and then you well, look at like wealth so, comes power and yeah. you know what's funny yeah we we haven't mentioned someone and that looms showing us what not to do with it that looms large mm -hmm. over this conversation that is doing the right thing in Bill Gates. Yes. And so, like, he not too wow. long ago. Well, no, 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 With no, no. The no, things no. that he has funded, we, we can tell how he built his fortune. Though, no, no, no. Other discussion. Well, yes. I, okay. Yep. It doesn't matter. That's what we're talking about, though. You. But does it not matter? So, well, like, Andrew Carnegie was the matter. richest man in the history of the world at the time he did it. But he built that wealth through killing people who worked in his mills. Right, so do but, you ignore that because he gave all the money away at the end? Or do you? I'm look pretty at sure that Bill Gates did didn't kill anybody, that? though. So, like, well, in, in, in reference to this companies. scenario, though, didn't Bill Gates like have a partner? Wasn't it even like. Uh, somewhat some big name that i'm missing right now but well didn't steve they, like, jobs uh, was part right. of the was, was they they knew each other early on right yes the, and, right. and there's a wozniak i'm sure of microsoft and mm -hmm. and um but so there's a little bit of like you know ip stealing going well, on maybe stuff like that my point i guess i was saying this this stuff happens all the time to get in our discussion but my i don't want to talk about that i want is... i wanted to talk about the original point of like okay, sorry go go, go sorry. of like <laughs> At the, as these folks get older and start to realize what's more important, fair point. The yes. Gates Foundation and what they're doing with the pledge, like he's gotten Warren Buffett and other folks of that caliber to basically say that they're giving away seventy percent of their wealth on their on their death to mm -hmm. charity and to other foundation, like literally changing the world because yes and here, so there's that idea of and rockefeller I, did something similar by the way when i was saying this is a world that i didn't know existed i meant growing up a kid in like rural america my concept of wealth 
I honestly thought like I have the people in my town who are like doctors and lawyers and they live up higher on the hill. They live on mm-hmm. like Third <laughs> Avenue because the mm-hmm. higher you go up, the more expensive the houses were are. That's where the Yinglings live. Were they drinking? That's with where the Yinglings live. High school live. teachers like you. No, my high school teacher lived on the bottom. He was on were Main they, Street. Were, were they yeah. drinking right? there as well? So there was a tiered system, right? So that was mm-hmm. my like local wealth. And then in my mind, then there was Oprah. Right. Like then. So and there were like then there were celebrities. The queen of daytime. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I'm, and I got I that Oprah there were like people who were right. There was like somebody who ran this company. I got that. Gelman. Yeah, totally. Right. Like they, but I'm serious. So like this notion of like Gale. the like the Ivy League elite weird world the, isn't right, it? that like that that notion of like non famous million and billion dollar wealth so like what now i understand right. is like the one percent in my mind that was a small population <laughs> right i didn't know there was this whole like internal structure to our country that was yeah. fueled by inherited wealth well right? like i didn't get that and let's oh, that. that's Which important for this real. movie yeah, too very real. is that when we look at this movie he's the only guy in this movie that has that should care about money. And he's almost and he the only one that doesn't. He doesn't. That's fair. Yeah. Who's that? Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. He, I, I, I think he's less concerned. I will say this to, and I agree. There is a big difference in my mind between Bill Gates, even though I question, if you look at some of the things he did in Zuckerberg in the sense of this, that it is very much when you get to the top of the mountain, what you decide to do there. Mm-hmm. Do you help and, other people up? And and Bill Gates has taken, I think, a very different approach. And maybe Zuckerberg's still younger than mm-hmm. Gates was when he made that switch. You know, where I do think Zuckerberg's at a point where now, and there's been talk about Sorkin and Fincher doing an, an updated like look at 2006, which I would be kind of interested in, honestly. Mm-hmm. But he has a choice to make. Does he mm-hmm. go the Gates route or does he what? Do what Steve Jobs did. Steve Jobs gave nothing to anybody right. when he died. You know, and, and wore there are awesome people, black uh, yeah, mock turtlenecks. But there were people who will worship him, and and I don't want to make it seem like I I we should not validate no. that he has created something that has changed things. But I do think you guys are right in the sense that. There is the ability when you achieve this level of status that you can be reflective of what has happened and you can begin to look at what you've done and say, you know what, maybe how I got here wasn't 100 percent right. But I still now I have the power to change the world in ways that maybe even certain governments. Yeah, I think jobs specifically is one of the only like celebrity people that folks have a really easy time separating their work from their personality. Right. We talk about that all the time with like musicians and actors and it's so easy just to be like, yeah, he, he was a genius, his design aesthetic, the things that he was able to accomplish, put his personality aside. I can worship that without, Putting the man and his actions on a pedestal, and he and he died. So in in his defense, he could have had a moment at yeah. some point where he was able to train, like a Carnegie and Rockefeller lived long enough, yeah, 
that they were able to do that. Yeah. When you when you watch this movie, as we end with this, what's your biggest takeaway? I mean, this was this is interesting. 2010 and Tim, you guys talk about like films of the early 2000s and stuff like this. To me, this is a movie looking back where we do start to turn the page a little bit and find, I think some more interesting storytelling in 2010 and on where we give people like Fincher an opportunity, you know, to make movies like this is an odd movie because there's nothing that jumps out that says this should be commercially successful, but it works. That's a good that's a great transition though, because I did want to talk about that. This is an inter- interesting year. Like the, for, I'm just looking at the Oscars for directing. It was the King's speech, black Swan, the fighter, social network, true grit. Like that's a great lineup. This was a Amazing. really good year Those for are movies. All movies I'd watch. Yeah. So, so maybe this is like, you know, I, I don't want to speak in hyperbole or whatever, but maybe this was the year that we're getting out of the, like, early to mid 2000s movies that just were mediocre at best, you know, your mission impossible threes where they're oh, just watch like, out. Oh, watch oh, out, fine. Watch out. I know. I, I, I was, I'm sorry. I don't mean to tread on, you know, eggshells here. Start something. <laughs> Start something fresh right there. But I guess, I guess the overall takeaway is that I, I know we've did a, done a lot of criticizing. I, I, I talked about how the biopic thing kind of rubs me the wrong way nowadays, but overall, this is a good movie. This is a mm-hmm. good to maybe great movie. It is yeah. very well done. It's very well shot. I, I enjoy watching this movie. I just want to make that point clear. Um, the only other thing I wrote down is just how on rewatch, like initially I thought Zuckerberg was even a bigger asshole because I truly thought he was stealing from the Winkle Vosses and not stealing, but like rat fucked Eduardo. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> um, but then on rewatch, like he, I don't know if he necessarily stole from the Winkle Vosses, but it was just like this minute piece. Yeah. Like he was already there with right. Facebook. And the last piece was the dot ed or the, yeah, dot edu web uh, email address. Yeah. That, that was it because he wanted the exclusivity. And they gave it to him. Well, it was the that in combination with the relationship status. I think true. true. Yes, but that he came up. Didn't he come up with that? Like in talking to uh, one of his buddies. Well, yes, yes, depending yeah, on yeah. how you see it. And but it, but it was thought- yeah. That was my point. Is that it? It's even minimized even more. I think what they brought to the table. Mm-hmm. I think in a modern context, what they brought to the table is almost nothing, which is really interesting. Right. Right. Because it when it first started, you did need that EDU because we Jim and I were already too old by that point. I mean, we were start we were out of college and I remember my brothers having it. But I was like, well, I don't even have an EDU. Uh, Mm. You know, I can't even get this. And so I that that is something that's there's that is slightly dated about this. If you watch it and you didn't live through that time period, you're like, dude, it's Facebook. It's all over the world. You use whatever email you want. So what's the big deal that you had this idea that it was going to be exclusive? But I I do understand at that time, Jim, that would probably be a really important piece of what it was. Yeah. And what what do they say? I think, though, I'm sorry, I'm just. So first off, like when it first dropped, I was working at the UPenn hospital. So I did have an uh, .edu okay, yeah. uh, email address so I could sign up. Uh, but I'm sorry if you can hear my cat crying in the background. 
also to like come back to the fact that like we're, we're talking about like Silicon Valley and corporate America, like at its maybe worst where it's cutthroat. And once again, like going through this movie again, I'm like, I don't know if he really stole anything from everybody. I feel like he did this mostly on his own. Sorry. Go ahead, Jim. No, I, I agree. And Katie and I were sort of about to start that conversation last night. I minimize what the Winklevoss has brought to the equation because I think I know a little bit about what would go into that. But like so, the creation. But no, but no, 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 not about struggle. that. Go ahead. There's, there's a non-disclosure involved, right? And so a lot of what is being told is just conjecture. Right, right. You don't actually know right, but how it went in, down. The, in, in this movie, as far as the, the movie okay. goes, okay. I would say that, like, I think they do a pretty good job. And even, and Tim brought up while you stepped away, that even, and Brian brought this up, actually, in now, currently, what the Winklevoss has brought was even more minute than yes, it was but, back so in the, the day. So the problem is the trail of evidence, though, that's created with their communications to each other. No, um, it's not that. That, that is. So, like, no, what, what I'm saying is, like, I think what they don't do a good job of showing you in this movie is how much the other stuff that, that Facebook developed was why it got to where it is. Fair not point. the one hundred percent. Yes, one hundred percent. I am not disagreeing. The with relationship that. status being like, but intellectual property is a tricky slope. Listen, right? Do you know what the interesting thing to me is like right. watching this now, so far removed, is I do feel everyone was compensated probably appropriately. Mm-hmm. Well, and they that's all, like they are all worth exactly, and that's of like, and that's, and that's so. interesting because I am no Mark Zuckerberg fan at all, but he again is a visionary, and when you look at the money other people got, the reality is most visionaries in world history have done worse than Mark Zuckerberg, and I'm defending. I feel like I'm no, you're defending right. him here. Everybody who I'm was like, involved. Was able to basically go the rest of their and, lives and that, because the, of their and, original yes, involvement in, in Facebook. In the scope of the history of the yep. world, that is the rest usually, of their life is funded. That is usually not true. No, right, right. Like, and you're it, right. Like, Nobody really got like screwed out of money. That last they're killed. They're like, yeah. I yeah. mean, that last conversation between him and Rashida Jones is basically like, it's a speeding ticket. You're mm-hmm. trying to be an asshole. Yeah. What's What's important is is moving on. And, and not being right. So you that's the difference. That's right. that's the difference, and, right? So like, if he had growth, invited like, in, it, and th- that's all of it, right? Of saying of that's the difference with the twins. That's the difference with Eduardo, right? right? And that all of this could have been right. All easy, part of moving forward done. instead of him feeling like he had. And, but and this is where I say, well, where I'll say, Aaron Sorkin does him dirty, is instead of making that moment where he settles with everyone. A moment of growth. Yeah. He basically doesn't show that at all. That's no. fair. Yeah. And he shows him sitting at a computer, refreshing the screen, yeah. waiting to see if his ex accepts his friend request. Aaron Sorkin is also an asshole. Aaron Sorkin <laughs> is Mark Zuckerberg. Yes. They are the same person. Right? Yes. So, like, that's great, Katie, because, like, are. I didn't even think of Katie, that. Katie, that is so. They yeah. legitimately, he, Aaron Sorkin, we could, he is in some He respects, understands what people want. Yeah. Yep. 
and he's going to do that. Yeah. And listen, I, I we got to end that because it's perfect. Yeah, that was the perfect. I am. We are validating your point. Thank Katie. you. I, validating I feel. Your point. I feel seen. We got to oh, move on. That was the best point in the entire episode. <laughs> Game of the week. Here we go. It shows all downhill from here. It's all downhill. All right. Uh, I have. Uh, I am validating Katie by playing her least favorite game of the week. Oh, this is a good. I'm one. actually okay with this one. I feel. This I feel is, good about this one. I think I'm okay with it yep. too. Own it, skip it, one or done. All right. So uh, let me explain my thought process here. Tim, of course, was on for one of I think all of our favorite movies of 2020. One of the only great things about 2020 was our midsummer episode, which if you have not listened Ooh. to it, by the way, Comagers is now available with all episodes on YouTube. Oh. <laughs> not all episodes. But yeah. most episodes, um, uh, midsummer. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Social network. And I also Tim, like I and many love Christopher Nolan. Th- mm-hmm. I, I threw in a, a classic Commagers episode inception. Those are your three choices. Mm-hmm. Which one are you going to own? Which one are you going to skip? Which one do you think you could watch one and be done with it? And let's go with tim first let's yeah. let our guests go first because we're usually rude to our guests damn it uh i thought about this a lot um i feel like own it means that it needs to be the most rewatchable mm-hmm. and it has to be either midsummer or inception based on that and this is I, the tough one i think right exactly here. um there's a lot to pick up on rewatches with midsummer but midsummer is also so <laughs> bizarre and fucked up that i don't know how many times i want to rewatch mm. it so i gotta go own it inception uh one and done midsummer and skip it the social network mm-hmm. i don't think my life changes without seeing the social network mm. i mean hell i watched it this year and my life really didn't change <laughs> now that i've seen it <laughs> all right perfect uh katie i was gonna say i need to go because i've got to go get our dog who's yeah, so harassing go, the go. neighbors um, I loved Midsummer, and I like I want to rewatch it over and over again because I just feel right, like there it. is more to be found there. So mm-hmm. I'm going to own Midsummer. Uh, one and done the social network. I do feel it, it caused me to think about like my relationship with Facebook and uh, all of those things, right? Like I can't just walk away. I can't. Like I feel like I've invested. I've invested my like time and photos in it uh, <laughs> right my memories my like literally shots. it is how i remember things um and i you know inception was not a game changer for me so mm. i'm okay i'm okay with it it gets me twisty in the mind yeah all right I gotta go get our dog jim what do you got um i think i'm the same as uh, actually yeah i think i'm the same as tim i'm i'm owning midsummer i am uh I was own Inception. Okay, so so okay, so we're we're three different ones here. I'm gonna own Midsummer. I'm gonna one and done Inception, and I'm going to skip the Social Network. Uh, however, I will say to Tim, I think Inception is a lot more messed up than you're giving it credit for. When you really think about okay. like the what goes on with him and his wife, it's pretty effed up. Sure. <laughs> It is. It's a little more subtle. Uh, it's subtle. It's, it yes, doesn't it's play out on screen like right. it does in Midsummer, but right. it's pretty Fair. effed up. I um, this is a tough one. I, unfortunately, I think uh, for me, social network is the skip. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but I love it just because I think there's other Fincher films 
that I could pick. I, I do think it's a, a really good film, well worth watching, and it's on Netflix. So any, you know, almost everybody has a Netflix subscription, so you could <laughs> you could watch it. Mm-hmm. The the big the challenge of this one to me is Midsummer or Inception. Midsummer, which I think is stunning and brilliant. Um, I own Inception. I've I've used it for classes and and taught it. I I, I feel like that is the one I would probably. I, I own it. So I feel like I have to say that I also own <laughs> Midsummer as well. Um, but if I look at it, if I could, which one, if I only watched it one time could have an amazing impact on me and I could always discuss it. And if I never had the ability to watch it again, would still stay with me and I'd be okay with it is Midsummer. That first time I watched Midsummer, if I was never able to watch it again, I feel like I still could always feel something about it and share it and not have to revisit it. And I would still take something away from that experience where I do feel inception, um, which is need of rewatch to be able to get it, um, which is easier to understand than tenant. And Tim mm-hmm. doesn't know this yet, but he's going to come back in January and watch tenant with us. Uh, Cause I, I put it down. So he'll be back in January to watch Tenant with us because it will be out for video release at that point is even a bigger mindfuck than Inception. But I'd say I'd own it. But I, I think, by the way, you could watch if if you got some free time, why not watch Inception and Midsummer back to back sometime? I, I just want to like not in a braggadocious way, but like I'm so glad that like. I've spread the wealth of yeah. Midsummer to that so is many the thing of my with friends. Midsummer, right? I watched Midsummer s- literally I, like, because I of the trailer went because of you. And I and, and it, I that is the one movie when people ask me which movie should I watch, I always say watch Midsummer. Midsummer it's not it's not just you, you guys. Like I, I told this to people at work, and like people who aren't even movie buffs watched it, and they still talk to me about it to this day. This the is movie the, that came out in 2019. Like sneaky you can movie. still talk about it to this no, day. This is literally the shining this is mm. what happened with the shining it's nobody different at the time though, because i it. feel shitty no, after watching was... the shining yeah <laughs> and i don't feel shit and i think no, that's but i'm the saying trick nobody that movie. watched the shining like yeah, right. people weren't willing I'm not, to watch it i'm not it nervous now. to read well, i like the shining haunts my dreams i'm not nervous to rewatch midsummer there I'm is not. something mm-hmm. cathartic about midsummer yeah. that i oh it's amazing that that is yeah that is good there's like a primal karmic Something you can, to it. The, the yeah. reality is you can watch Midsummer every six months and get something yeah. from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's pretty damn rare. And if movies. you wanted to watch it as like a piece of literature and study the dialogue and study what mm-hmm. story they're telling on screen, it's amazing. If you just want to watch it technically and see you the colors the and see the cinematography and everything, yeah. you can watch it at all there are so Yeah, it's great. Watch, watch Midsummer. We should just do a Midsummer podcast. We should. One, I've, I've said this in our group chat with Keenan. I've said we should just have a one of those one minute podcasts where you discuss only one minute of one a film minute, every day. Yeah, we'll do a hundred and you know a hundred minutes of a podcast plus on just episodes. All right, time five for five questions. questions. Here we go. You want answers? You want answers? I want the truth. <laughs> Make some man, Mr. Lebowski. What the fuck is the internet? There's some Aaron Sorkin dialogue and some Kevin Smith dialogue. That's a little bit of everything in this one. All right, five question time. I love 
uh, recently we've been on this run of having amazing guests yeah, and we get to so ask nice. the guests questions yeah. and it's awesome. All right, here we go. Five questions. Uh, Tim, thumbs up or thumbs down. What is your feeling on being friends on social media with exes? Oh my God. I mean, big thumbs down. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's, there's no question Nothing about it. I mean, when, when I was in my younger twenties, did I stalk my exes? Yeah. But it was super toxic, super just there, there's no like advantage to it. Like, it's terrible. Like, I think I'm only friends with one ex on Facebook. Yeah. You're uh, talking to also the guy that's only on Twitter. So I, yeah, that's true. I don't well, have social you're, media. You're the follow. most toxic of all social media. All right, <laughs> yeah. So it's this. Katie, um, are you friends with people who you were involved with in some way? So, on here, so I think there's a tier of exes. Yeah, okay, yeah, right? so that's yeah. that's agreed. Uh, yeah. So let's let's phrase it this way: Are you friends with people on social media that you were involved in a relationship with? Yes. Okay. But like, was I in love with those people? Well, no, I'm no. Okay. Well, we can move that. So An I'm saying, ex can like, just be someone yeah, right. who you were involved like, in. Yeah. Right? I yeah. think you can be friends on social media with people you dated. Yeah. But it's there is a you've there's got to be a, a situation of evaluating. Is this going to okay. be healthy for me or not? Because mm -hmm. not all yeah. of them. So nope. let's play a game. <laughs> if you are friends with somebody on social media who you were involved in a relationship with drink. Oh, I'm, I'm, can I tell gone. you that Lily Lily DeSanto found one of mom's college photo albums the other day? Oh, boy. I don't mm -hmm. like that idea. She at literally all. said to me, you kissed a lot of boys. Okay. <laughs> that that was is funny an episode to me. I was like, I don't itself. think I took any pictures of that. And That's so, an episode. <laughs> so then I looked through. Right I was like, oh, no. It was just you guys. It was just, I was like, oh, Katie, well, yeah. oh picture, just, let me kiss That's them. just friendship in college is like, you just do like weird things with your like yeah, touching. Lot, lot There's still a lot of touching, but no, it was, I wasn't kissing those people. Okay. All right. <laughs> I didn't take two. pictures of the people I kissed. <laughs> question two. That would be interesting. Uh, Tim, would you rather watch a Justin Timberlake movie or listen to a Justin Timberlake album? Justin Timberlake albums I'm not that familiar with. I think the last one I know pretty well is the one that had like Love Stoned on it. I, I forget the name of it. Um, but I think it's easily movie because I think this movie, for one, mm -hmm. I mean, it's not necessarily a Justin Timberlake movie. But, but it he's, is. He's, oh, yeah. he's, he's good. He's a big role. And he's very good. Trolls. Trolls was another one. And mm -hmm. I think this is kind of underrated. Doesn't get like talked about a lot but in time as a sci-fi sci movie i thought it was oh, decent i, I never saw that one is that trouble with the curve is great for you as well trouble with the curve is a good movie that's a good one that is a good movie he's an actor something like enjoyment from justin timberlake movie versus his albums yeah like just there's there's specific songs i really love of justin timberlake but entire album Okay, fair. All right, question three, fill in the blank question. If you could create a new social media platform, what would you name it? I have right, a guess. So I, I want Timmy would name it. I gave, I gave three answers. I feel like just to cut to the chase on like a variation of like a Tinder, just call it Smash. Just, just, <laughs> what are we doing here? We're, we're, what's tin, like Tinder, cute. No, like we're fucking here. Like just call it Smash. Um, or a specific... Now, I don't know how you would do this, but blue collar workers in Pennsylvania exclusivity. You see where yes. I'm going here uh -huh. and call it gritty. 
I, dude, that only, was the one. Ooh, <laughs> that, that was my guess. Only, you can only log in or, with, or with or a union sign card, up with like a, a union uh, ID number. Or something. I love that. <laughs> Gritty. Do you know? By the way, I I was watching like Conan, and they had this on. There's apparently a Tinder for celebrities. You have to be verified as a celebrity. Oh. And you can go on and it's other celebrities who are in the area that are available to meet up. It's very interesting. Like there's like a tier of celebrity. I can't remember what very they were talking people. about it. All right. That is very weird. Yeah. Um, the, the last one I was just going to yes, say, like, the last one? something just like Pennsylvania related also, but just call it Quaker state. And you have to just give like, <laughs> like a Pennsylvania license ID now, number. Isn't Quaker oh, state already used too. as like a diner? It's like, no, it's, so Quaker it's an state oil. Oil. It's an oil. But it's it can oil. State is it is, but and it used to be old gas stations that yes they converted to this restaurant train called oh, Quaker State just, and Lube. And and that reminds me of that place that we stop at on the way down to North Carolina. That was a gas station that also had a Mexican restaurant in the back. It was so good. Yeah, that Ooh, was a good. Remember place. when we used to stop at the Beer Cave? The Beer Cave. Beer That's cave. in Delaware. Man, oh, Beer Cave was. Remember awesome. before quarantine when we would go places? Yeah, remember oh, places? Yeah. I remember I places. Guys. Remember life before you had kids? <laughs> no. <laughs> Sometimes no. I think about that. I'm living it. You live yeah. in Levita Enjoy. Enjoy um, every minute. Tim, here's a question for you. The amazing Andrew Garfield was in this film. Uh, of course, in The Amazing Spider-Man. Who is your favorite cinematic Spider-Man? It came down to, I think it's like either original Tobey Maguire, one of the, is it Tom Holland? Is that his name? Yep. Tom Holland. Yes. Very good. Or into the Spider Verse, yes. And Which after you long, can definitely count, yes, absolutely. And after long thought, it's got to be into the Spider Verse. Mm-hmm. It's who so is good. Um, what's his name? Miles Morales? Mm-hmm. No, oh no, no, no. Oh, it's you not... like the? Oh, yes, he's a different Spider Man. What are you saying? It's what's oh, his the... name from uh from the new girl? Yeah, Jake. Uh, something. Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson. There it is. Okay. So I, he's Parker. actually Peter. I Parker. really don't yes, like Tobey Maguire. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, Tobey Maguire is terrible. They're... I have to say, Tom. To me, Tom Holland is everything. So go ahead. He's great. No, I'm just. I, I'm he's take, everything I that you want really Peter Parker to be. I think Miles Morales is awesome. I hope they introduce Miles into the MCU soon. Spider Verse was just. It was so refreshing to remind people that you don't need to be part of this giant universe to be a good superhero movie. And it doesn't even need to be live action. It can be animated. That movie's incredible. Sorry. Keep going. Agreed. It is amazing. It is amazing. Right there with you. Uh, Finally, finally here, deep thoughts question. Heavy question here. Uh, Which of the following tech giants do you think will be the most powerful by 2030? Google? Apple, Amazon, or Facebook. That's only 10 years from now, by the way. I know. A well, lot can change in 10 years. I know, but look at that number. It's, it's That's in your head. Crazy. Yeah. We're going to be I read 50 it, years old. When Brian sent me this, I was like, wow, 2030. Wow, that's so far we're gonna away. Be, like, you're right. Gonna it's have, only 10 years We're going to have hoverboards. <laughs> right. Uh, so I think with what's going on in like, you know, Congress and litigation in general with like Amazon and Facebook, I feel like they're going to get squashed somehow. Google, as much as I love their products and as much as I use them online, they haven't got into like streaming. They haven't got into like 
really components or anything. Whereas Apple kind of has their hand. They have, they have irons in what is the, what is the term? You know what I'm going here. Uh, you're, you got a Keenan moment here. Why don't you do? Yeah, Jesus, irons in the fire. In the I, fire. They have irons in so many fires that I think Apple will be the uh, biggest the, of those four. Jim, I, what do you think? I think Google just because of the amount of data that they collect. Mm-hmm. I Is think Amazon insane. because they own the clouds. They're, they're uh, currently being they sued. They do. AWS. Sued a lot. Yeah. Amazon Web Services. And this is the part of the Amazon business that no one knows about. But they own almost all the servers that you, every product is being run on. Mm-hmm. Actually, also look at if you're ever looking up Google, look up ABC Corporation because yeah. they changed their name for all corporate holdings. Yeah. So you can dig around to see what they own, which is really interesting. It's uh, it's, it's a crazy like mind fuck. But Jim yeah. is right where like you hear cloud and you're you're you think like, OK, I'm just like given this free hard drive but you have to understand there is a like a physical drive somewhere in the country like there's, there's multiple warehouses multiples. somewhere that's duplicated over the across the world God so like if one gets flooded places. another one pops up ready to run and your stuff is on it like nothing exactly so like your your data is 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 duplicated your pictures are duplicated all over the world and someone owns all that shit yep, yep. and somebody is catfishing using your pictures and google just be aware of that. Uh, Tim, of course, as always, let us know where we can find Pop Addled, which this week, Tim gave us amazing knowledge on The Mandalorian while Keenan makes up bullshit that's not true nor <laughs> factually relevant Everything to that the story of the yeah. company. Uh, where can we find Pop Addled and what's what's in the uh, future in the Pop Addled world? What do you guys have coming up? We are on the... Uh horrible facebook we i am on twitter uh keenan runs mark Instagram. if you're watching we're, this i'm sorry tim's an asshole <laughs> or he's trying on, really hard to be one make a stream faster we're on all the things that you can download podcasts whether it be stitcher soundcloud like google play itunes obviously uh, i think we're even on tune in and yeah as of your hearing this the mandalorian episode that keenan and i did was probably like two episodes ago uh most recently, we probably will have done top five adult cartoons. Yes. So like cartoons that are like Very X-rated, that X-rated cartoons, X-rated. adult, non-pornographic, cartoons. adult cartoons. You did cartoons. say adult cartoons. cartoons. Only Anime? on Pornhub. Make sure you're There's on Pornhub. There's a lot of, lot of, lot of, lot of, when you use the word of, adult, it just calls to mind certain cartoon things. cartoon penetration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very to reward that or reward that. Reward be that because you're not the first people to have this reaction. Are you guys going to dress up for this episode? How many tentacles is Keenan going to have for the show? Yeah. I'm very disturbed that you're recording this together now. Yeah. Like you used to be apart. Now it's. And together. is Mandy okay with it? Yes. Or is, is Kat she okay with it? This is a whole new thing. Kat <laughs> absolutely does not approve. No. Mandy, I feel like, is on board. She, she is right. She did marry she Keenan. Not. She's on board she for anything. <laughs> All right. Um, well, we love Pop Addled every yes. week, of course. In fact, we love it so much that Keaton will be with us next week if he can get a Wi-Fi uh, connection to his new home, um, <laughs> which is very iffy. As next week, we will be discussing Mad Max Fury Road because I, we came to a realization that we have never allowed Keenan to be on the program when we discussed a film that should ever be rewatched. So we finally decided Keenan could be on yeah. for a real movie. So um, next week's Thanksgiving. So I'm not going to be there. This 
Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're, we're not going to do Thursday. We'll figure we're it out. We're not going to do Thursday. I'm probably not there then, either. <laughs> Katie's, you're going to love this movie. Oh, you will love this. Know, is a feminist, this is a feminist you movie. You are going to, this is, this movie is going is to. Is this Charlize? Yeah, yes. this is gonna. I love this. Jones. Is gonna pass. This is blow your mind. Your roadhouse you enjoyment. Movie. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah, this is so exciting. Remember, like, share, subscribe. Watch us on YouTube now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm watch on us tube. on YouTube. I I'm gonna I'm say somebody tube. sent me a text saying you guys are on YouTube, and I'm so excited. Won't ah! tell you who it was. Was your it Claire? Mom. It was your mother. <laughs> it was not my mother. She doesn't was it know my what mom? YouTube is. My mom's not it on Facebook anymore. Mom. Was it my yeah. dad? It was certainly not your father. We'll see. See you next week, everybody. Bye. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye, everyone. everyone.